Greetings, listeners in Listenerland. Welcome to St. Louis in Tune with Arnold Stricker and Mark Langston, where we size up current and historic events involving people, places, and things <laughs> in areas such as the arts, crime, education, employment, faith, finance, food, government, health, history, housing, humor, justice, and sports. We originate from and connect the Gateway City to what's going on regionally, nationally, internationally, and galactically. Because <laughs> okay. we just came off a spaceship. With I know. That. That's good. That's good. <laughs> so, folks, if you would love some spirited and eclectic music yeah. for these instruments, flute, clarinet, strings, and keyboards, mm-hmm. and there's some world premieres going on, November the 18th, that's a Friday from 7.30 to 9 p.m., at the Pillsbury Ballroom at 560 Trinity Avenue, you will hear a wonderful group. Hmm. And Is that a new city? city? That's a new city. Dana Hodel, who's the executive director of Chamber Project St. Louis, is on the line. Welcome back, Dana. Thank you. It's great to be here. I love this, a spirited and eclectic program. So describe that spirited and eclectic program a little bit for us. So what we like to do with our program, so this is a chamber music concert, so we have classical chamber music, but we have a different take on what those concerts are like. They're a little bit non-traditional, and what we love to do is take old music and new music and smash them together and see what happens. And on this program, we also have music from around the globe. We have music from around the world. We have 300-year-old music. We have brand new music and a bunch of stuff in between, and it's all connected together through this idea of groove, of the rhythmic groove or the rhythmic drive in music. So all of these pieces are, would you say, are all upbeat? There are some slower grooves and interspersed, I would say, as part of the, in music, there's always like slow, fast, slow, fast contrast. There's a slow wall in one of them that's really beautiful. and But a lot of it's pretty spirited. It's Pretty toe-tapping goodness kind of kind of stuff, but all the way back in 28, High Society Venice wow. tapping right up through some, yeah, some Vivaldi on this program, um, wow. which is the oldest piece. And we have Grammy Award winner Libby Larson. We have her piece called Barn Dances, which she took actual cowboy dance steps as her point of departure and then wrote um, a little suite for flute, clarinet, and piano based on these cowboy dance Steps. So it's not like she's recreating the dance, that particular music, but that was her point of departure. And they have really fun names like Rattlesnake Twist and is the last movement. So that's a really fun piece. So we like to have this linking element between pieces, and but then the pieces themselves are from a pretty diverse source. So she used that for inspiration. You're, there's not going to be any like rattlesnake line dancing, cowboy line dancing or anything like that. No rattlesnakes at the concert. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. If people want to get up and line dance, they can do it. But yeah. uh, the, it's slap, um, slap and leather. Yeah. They're, 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 I like slap and leather. There's a line dance called <laughs> slap and leather. Used to always do those line dance. That. Oh, yeah. I used to always do. Blind dance. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I went once ages ago. It was really fun. And that was enough? A whole culture, a whole community. It is a whole culture and community. It is. It's good good exercise for us older folks. Yeah. It really is. But I've never seen so many people doing the same thing. Wow. They're all moving the same way. It's amazing. No, we had one. Slap and leather is pretty fun. Yeah. Slap and leather is one of my favorite line dances. So you don't, are, are you going to be okay with people tapping their feet out in the audience? They better tap their feet. Yeah, <laughs> you tell them, Dan. <laughs> and a couple of yeah. St. Louis composers on the concert also. 
Blaketon. Yeah. And Christopher Ward. Yeah, Blake Curtin. Yeah, tell us a little bit about their stuff. Yeah. Start with Blake. So Blake is a famous composer. He's a young man, and he's he released this this EP that the he calls it New Age instrumental kind of crossover sounds. And he is went to music school, and he's a music educator. And he wrote this piece and self released it. And we heard it, and we were like, "This is great. You want to make this work for us for what we do?" And so. He has adapted some of the songs he's already written from that EP and will be performing them, kind of the premiere of the presentation. We grouped them together as a suite and it's called Concert Black Suite, which is his performance and his sort of his, what's the word I'm looking for? Yeah, his stage name is Concert Black. And so we're really excited to have him and to play his music. It's really melodic and tuneful, and it very much speaks to community here in St. Louis and his experience of growing up here and in his life experiences. And each piece has a little bit of a story to it. And so it's really, we're really excited to work with him. And so he'll be there. He'll be at the concert, so you can meet him too. And so that's like a new thing. And we have, that's part of our, we have a commissioning project, which means that we hire composers to write brand new music for us. And this is, I believe, this season where we will, by the time we're done this year, we will have commissioned 15 new pieces of music by St. Louis composers, which is a huge accomplishment. And we couldn't do it without our donor base. So St. Louis has really made these things happen. And it's a really unique thing. We're the only group in town doing anything like this, or even regionally or nationally to have this many pieces by local composers created is it's really a cool thing that our community has helped that happen and what's wonderful about that is when you have music written by a local composer like it really speaks to you in the audience because it's about what your life really because they're right here with you they live in the same place you do at the same time and so while it's of course nice to listen to 300 year old Baroque music and get that experience. It's equally or even more valuable to hear. What is this composer writing today? Can you can you buy What's those? What's going on for them? Can you buy those like on a CD? Or no, something? we have not made it. We don't have a CD yet. We'd love to make a CD of our commissions if anyone would like to make a big donation. <laughs> <laughs> they are very expensive to make a CD, but we have 15 and we could do, we would love to professionally record. We have live recording of okay. them all. Okay. That's good. Uh, but we would love to professionally, than... yeah, record them. And later in the year in June, we'll have a our third commission from Stephanie Berg, who has written some fabulous music for us. And her piece is called Tomorrow's Garden. And it's about climate change and how even like the way we use our yards or our gardens can have a positive impact and just like making up for the loss of the natural habitat absorbs so much carbon. Anyway, it's a beautiful piece and we can't wait to play it. She's written some great stuff for us in the past, so. That happened in June 2nd at the St. Louis Art Museum. Talk about Christopher's piece. He's another one, right? Christopher Weir. So this is an interesting piece, and this is a piece we've played before. And it's actually, um, what this was is a local musician, Vera Parkin, pianist and a really fabulous educator and runs a lot of, or for a long time, ran the college prep program, music programs in town. And she, she found this Romanian folk band called Teref de Saduks. And they're the they're this amazing band. And they play Roma, which is the ethnic music of we would have historically said gypsy music. 
we they we all prefer the term Roma. So the Roma, the ethnic music of the Roma people, it's folk music, and Teref de Hiduk is one of the premier bands in Romania of this long this music with a very long history. And so she found this band and loved it, and she, it would be really cool to have written out for string quartet and clarinet. And so she then commissioned Christopher Weir, who's a local composer, and he's a, he was a longtime violist in the St. Louis Symphony and has written, like, He's very prolific. He has loads of pieces. But she commissioned him to transcribe and arrange a selection of pieces from a live concert that they released on a CD. And um, so it, he very, it, he did an amazing job. So they're like a 10 or 12 person band. We can't really tell. And then he took that and reduced it to five people and tried to get all the sounds of the symbol, which is like a hammered dulcimer. How do you get that to? How do you get a hammered dulcimer effect on a violin? How do you get, so it's, and it's very, uh, very groovy, right? It's all groove-based and it's wild and raucous. And it's a really, really fun piece. So we're excited to bring it back. We played it, I'm not sure. We probably played it about 10 years ago. And so we've brought that back for our 15th season. We're bringing back a few of our favorites and sprinkling them through our 15th season. And that's one of them. So that's a really, really fun and we'll be the closer. We'll have a rousing ending to this concert. That's fascinating because if you are a listener, you may not know a lot of the background behind that. And what you just described, how do you get a dulcimer sound out of a violin or out of a a different kind of instrument? And the adaptation that can take place or how you have to maneuver to get that done. And I know as a performer, these are always fun to play. They're challenging many times. They're fun to play. And do the composers, will the composers like Christopher, if he's going to be there, and Blake, will they talk about these things? So the listener, oh, yeah, I get that now. Or will just your music notes have that in the program? All of our programs are narrated. Yeah, so if Chris or Blake will definitely be talking. I don't, I'm not sure about, I have to talk to Chris about it. But yes, there will be lots of talking and we love, that's a huge part of our programs is that they're narrated. And so we link this element or we weave this element through and we always this little interesting thing or sometimes a big interesting thing about the music you're about to hear in a very it's very much a story right these things are woven together through story in the program so yeah there's all of it will be mentioned and because you know you just get this little piece of information like that and your experience of the music completely changes as opposed to just sitting and here's this piece of random piece of music enjoy if you get a little bit of information about it it can really become something different for you and i think the chamber group has a much more intimate kind of setting and involvement with the quote-unquote audience than it would be like a large symphony orchestra kind of thing wouldn't you would you agree with that or disagree oh absolutely agree i think chamber music is much more intimate and it's you can see get really close up to the musicians you can hear the individual players a lot better and especially at our concerts it's a lot less formal so when you go to a big concert hall you hear the orchestra there's typically quite a few rules right about sitting and when to clap and these are there there it's like a ritual there's a certain ritual to it which once you know what it is can be really comforting and lovely and Wonderful. It can also be a little bit intimidating. It's, it's a lot of people in a space with a big orchestra and everybody wants to hear and a lot of the music can be 
beautifully very quiet and gentle or of course really super loud too but in the chamber music concert it's very different that we're going to have drinks available we always try to do that when we can just to make it more social at the intermissions can linger sometimes if people are really chatty and enjoying each other's company at intermission we just kind of let that roll and Clap whenever you want. It's a sit-down listening experience. So the point is to listen, and but it is a more intimate, casual. A lot of our audience comes over and over. They come a lot. We have a really great core base of fans, and and they love to see each other and see us. We're available to talk. It's, we don't walk off and do a backstage and hide. We'll come out and uh, I was going to ask that. And yeah. so, can we can we come yeah. talk to you yeah. after the show? Absolutely. You're, yes. You're approachable. Okay, great. <laughs> yeah, we love it. We love that. And over the years, we get to know our audience members uh-huh. quite well. And new people are very, I think, what we love about our community we've created is we know that people who come for the first time feel very welcome and included in that community. Like, oh, hey, great. New people. Okay, <laughs> we'd love to have you. That's a very warm and inviting community. So the 15th season, folks out there listening, you can catch The Groove, which is going to be performed by the Chamber Project St. Louis. And this is Friday, November 18th from 7.30 to 9 o'clock at 560 Trinity Avenue, the Pillsbury Ballroom in University mm-hmm. City. And Dana, how can... It's at the... Go ahead. Oh, I'm sorry. To enter 60 Music Center in the Pillsbury Ballroom. 560 so the, Music the building Center. is the 560 Music... And the, there's several venues within that space and we will be in the Pillsbury Ballroom. Okay, thank you for that correction. Yeah. 560 yeah. Music Center yeah. in the Pillsbury Ballroom. That's in University City. Yeah. And yeah. how can people get tickets? You can go to our website, which is chamberprojectstl.org. And there's a link right Chamber on there Project. and it takes you to that ticket place. Yeah. Do you play? Yep, it? that's it. Dana, do you play an instrument? What? Oh, the clar- I play the clarinet. The clarinet. Okay. Okay. That's great. Yeah. And you'll be yeah. playing on stage? You'll be, I'm sure you will. Oh, yeah. I couldn't, yeah, I can't imagine you're not. And Nina will be playing piano. We interviewed Nina last week. Oh, oh, is that right? Nina's, oh, for oh, her yeah. concerto? Yeah. She's quite a pianist. Yeah, we talked with her last week. And, awesome. And had fun in that discussion. So this is going to be a great concert. Great concert. Yeah. 15th season? Oh. 15th. That's amazing. Yeah. That is amazing. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. It's been great. Dana Hodel, thanks very much for talking to us about this. We appreciate Thank it. Thank you so much. Okay. Enjoyed it. Thank All right. you. Take right. care. Bye, Dana. Bye. Thanks. Bye. All right. Yeah, so folks, you can get tickets at chamberprojectstl.org, and that takes you to actually a Washington University events page, and you can order tickets through there. This is November the 18th. That's a Friday evening from 730 to 9 o'clock. 560 Music Center, the Pillsbury Ballroom. 560 Trinity Avenue in University City. We appreciate you listening to this episode of St. Louis in Tune. If you enjoy this episode, please consider letting us know. The best way to do this is by rating us on Apple Podcast. You could even write a review. St. Louis in Tune is produced in cooperation with KWRH 92.9 FM and Motif Media Group. For St. Louis in Tune, I'm Arnold Stricker.